Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the People Processes Podcast, where we dive deep into the tools, laws, and yes, policies that you need to scale and grow your people processes. I'm your host, Rami Alijil, and I'm the CEO of People Processes. My company helps organizations all across the USA streamline, optimize, implement, and revolutionize their HR operations. We've helped hundreds of companies and thousands of HR leaders across the world get their people processes right. Today, we're going to be taking a look at the FLSA requirements coming in 2020. Specifically, we're going to talk about some of the how some of the states are reacting, especially Washington and California. Before we go too deep, though, I want to ask you to please subscribe to our podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, pretty much any podcaster of your choice. You can also subscribe at peopleprocesses.com, which gives you subscriber-exclusive content, like our onboarding checklists, our people processes guides, and a special episode every now and again. Now, let's dive in to first some rules that Washington uh, has put in place, Washington State, uh, that adjusts the salary threshold and job duties tests for white collar workers. Now, I know we're going to talk about the FLSA on a federal level, so don't tune out if you're not in Washington. But this is a great example of how some of the states are taking it even a step further. So the Washington State Department of Labor and Industries has adopted a rule change to restore overtime protections to tens of thousands of workers and create a fair minimum salary level for workers who do not receive overtime pay, at least uh, according to the Washington State Department of Labor. The rules affect executive, administrative, and professional workers, as well as outside salespeople and computer professionals. That's the white-collar workers defined by the FLSA exemptions. The adopted rule changes amend uh, a Washington administrative code called Chapter 296-128. You can look it up on our website. We have some links to it directly if you want to read it yourself. The new rules use a formula based on the state minimum wage to determine the minimum salary a worker must be exempt from overtime rather than just a flat dollar figure. That's important because their minimum wage, as you may hear back in one of our season two episodes, uh, is slated to increase every year, I believe, until 2028. So uh, it's a heck of a thing. They're going to start July 1, 2020, so coming up in about six months, and will be fully implemented by January of 2028. Starting July 1, 2020, the state minimum salary threshold will increase to six seventy-five a week. That's $35,100 a year for all businesses, which is 1.25 times the state's minimum wage. The threshold will increase incrementally until 2028, which is when it will reach approximately $1,603 a week. That's $83,356 a year for those of you paying attention for an overtime exempt worker which is 2.5 times the minimum wage. So that's a really high one by 2028. Now, next year's in July, that $35,100 a year, interestingly, is lower than the FLSA changes. Um, The white-collar employees generally working in management or professional capacity that are paid a set salary have have had a uh, change to the FLSA exempt levels that go into effect all across the nation starting in uh, 2020, coming right up. Initially, Washington employers will be required to follow the federal overtime laws because the updated federal threshold is 684 a week. 
that's $35,568 a year. Now, if you're in any state in the nation and you're paying less than $35,568 a year to an employee, starting 2020, they are not FLSA exempt. Now, we talk a lot about FLSA around here because that controls whether they're, you're required to track their hours so that you know you have, you've paid overtime. If they work more than 40 hours in a week federally, then you owe time and a half. And that line federally is 35568 a year, which is actually a little bit higher than Washington's until 2021. Uh, when the states and federal con- uh, thresholds conflict, you must meet the most favorable threshold to the employees. So in Washington next year, just like the rest of the country, FLSA exempt is going to be 35568 But by 2021, this is just for businesses with 1 to 50, by the way. This is the small business side of it. You'll have to pay at least 827 a week. So 2020, you're hitting the federal, 35 568 a year, 2021, Washington, you're at 43,004 a year. If you have more than 51 employees, then the threshold will actually be 1.7 times, 75 times the minimum wage, 1.75 times the minimum wage, which is about 965 a week or 50,168 a year. So if you got over 50, by January 1, 2021, FLSA exempt line is 50,180 for those of you in Washington. This is going to lead to more and more incremental increases in the state threshold until January 1, 2028, which is when it reaches that final 2.5 times the state minimum wage. Um, and that's a that's a big that's going to be a big big dollar figure to swallow at that point. So um, this is going to be a, a this is a, a great example of how a lot of the states, uh, having had this kind of crack in the FLSA, where we finally at a federal level restructured what the uh, minimum salaries are, now they are going in and adding their own requirements, which are significantly higher. There's some other things to think about. Um, The uh, job duties test is not just based on salary, on how much you're paid. Uh, There's also regulations on what the employee does itself. Now, that's a little beyond the scope of this particular episode. Uh, We do have one back in the archives, and we'll probably do an updated one uh, here in first quarter of 2020 so that we can kind of read everybody in. Of course, we also have, if you want to check it out, at academy.peopleprocesses.com, a deep dive into employee classification, where we go through at a federal level and then each individual state, the requirements, among over, uh, among other things, for FLSA exemption. Uh, the jobs duties test is also changing out in Washington. The uh, wa- uh, Washington State currently uses two job duties tests that have been reduced to one test with language that now more closely aligns with the federal job duties test. So they're actually simplifying it, making it a lot more like the uh, FLSA at the federal level. I think that's a good thing. Uh, much much more similar across the nation. The other thing is that um, when you when you look at how to comply with this. Employers have multiple options. For example, they can convert current salaried ex- exempt employees to salaried non-exempt or hourly non-exempt and pay overtime for any work over 40 hours a week. So you can keep the salary, but then if they, you got to track their hours. If they work over 40, you're paying overtime. Or you could take them to hourly, of course. You could try to limit the number of hours of work to 40 hours a week or less. Uh, If they wish to maintain the employee's exempt status, they would need to ensure the employee meets the new duties test and is paid at least the updated salary requirements. So you got to pay more. 
In addition to qualifying for overtime pay, non-exempt workers must also receive other protections under the state's Minimum Wage Act, including paid sick leave up there in Washington. So if you're looking at expanding into Washington or you're already there, you need to do a quick little review to make sure you are covering. Now, Washington isn't the only state making some changes uh, coming up. Starting January 1, 2020, California's minimum wage, among many other states, is scheduled to increase. California's minimum wage will increase on January 1 to $13 per hour for employers with 26 or more employees and to $12 an hour for employers with 25 or fewer. State law requires that most California workers be paid the minimum wage. Some cities and counties have local minimum wages that are higher than the state rate. So you need to take a look around, see where your people are working, make sure you're complying with the local uh, requirements as well. The legislation was actually enacted back in 2016. It was called Senate Bill 3. I'll link that on the website as well. It provided increases in the state minimum wage over time to reach $15 per hour statewide by 2022 for large businesses and 2023 for small businesses. So we are well on our way. There's also a a requirement to post information on wages, hours, and working conditions at worksite areas. Uh, It has to be accessible to employees. There's a couple of rules around it. Employer posting requirements are available from the Department of Industrial Relationships Workplace Postings website. So if you're out in California and you're concerned about that, I'll put a link on the website for that as well. Keep in mind that this increase to $12 and $13 per hour, of course, it's a minimum wage increase that we need to worry about starting January 1. But... California is expected to also mirror something like Washington and their FLSA requirements are going to go up as well. So you need to take a look at your salary people in California, make sure that you're doing uh, the appropriate pieces in there. If you're interested in me doing a bit of a deep dive on uh, salary requirements, just maybe by state, going through a couple of good examples and providing a chart, let me know in the comments. You can email us at service at peopleprocesses.com. You can always uh, comment on the episode. Uh, either on iTunes, wherever you're at, just drop a line. Uh, we read all of them, and uh, suggestions always get floated up to us. Thank you for joining us today. I hope this was a quick and interesting thing to draw your attention to some of the changes coming up in the U.S. We will be doing many interviews coming up in the coming weeks with business leaders and HR folk. We also have many more compliance updates scheduled to come. So please subscribe. And drop us a line if you have any questions or anything we can help you with. We will be doing our Q&As. They were very popular last season. So if you want to reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, we are at People Processes on most of those. Uh, If you want to check it out, the links are below on our peopleprocesses.com website. Please message us on there and we use that to compile a Q&A that we do every few weeks where we go over some of the best questions from our listeners. Now it's time for you to go out there, have a great day, and get your work done. I'm Rami Ali Jill, CEO of People Processes. Thank you for tuning in.